I didn't hear it, but I'm glad you have to put your face next to that. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. Farting in the mic and shit. So we went to this vape shop a couple weeks ago down the street. I told <laughs> told John, I was like, I'm definitely not going to bring Victoria and Mickey here if they're drunk. Because oh we walked in there and this place is like a fucking club. <gasps> it's just like cool. a block away. And you walk in and the music was loud as fuck. There's some guy on a fucking mic behind the thing. And like everybody's just jam. I'm just like I walk in there and I'm like I just want to fucking vape, guy. Like I don't, I don't know what's going like, up. Yeah, like I'm I had to yell with that. I was like I just want a disposable vape, and he was like, Yeah, they're like under the counter, and I was like, Can I see them? <laughs> He's like, Look at these papers. Tell me which one you want, and I was like, I just want a vape, like. <laughs> And there's, it was just, it was a lot, dude. You'll see, it was a lot. Like, it's awesome. I'm like, this is fucking nuts, dude. This is just crazy. Anyway. Anyway, it's welcome done. to the Book Friends podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about books and dick and fairies oh my god have you started reading a touch of darkness no i barely was reading the book we're supposed to be reading (laughs) i'm still at the part where he's telling her about she needs to get pregnant or something no that's not what it is (laughs) oh don't tell me don't tell me i finished all three books and now i'm really sad because i wanted if I would have known, I started that stupid, I mean, it's not stupid. It's a really good book. I started that manhunt book, that like spoopy one I was telling you about. Yeah. The apocalyptic one. Started that one. And while I started <clears throat> that one, I found, which I didn't know existed, was the Hades saga. It's called Game of Fate and Game of Retribution. That's supposed to be like his perspective of the uh, Touch of Darkness books. Oh, God. And I was like, fuck. I, I downloaded it and I was like, I know if I start these books, I'm never going to finish <laughs> Manhunt. So I'm sticking through it, but I'm not happy about it. And I think it's like shading. <laughs> ruining the book for you? It's ruining it for me because I just wish I was reading about Hades. So like maybe I should finish the other two books and then go back to Manhunt. You're just going to be upset. I'm obsessed already so the next a touch of chaos comes out September 26th of next year I think I don't know how I'm supposed to live my life that's so far just find another horny book until then oh my god she makes other horny books so I might read those yeah Scarlet St. Clair I'm obsessed with you I followed you on our (laughs) on our business page on our book friends page what (laughs) She said no, thank you. Too bad. 
it's done i'm obsessed you're a public figure you don't get a choice (laughs) i get to do what i please (laughs) she's like this little goth girl in oklahoma and i'm obsessed with her i'm obsessed with her what if she loves trump (sighs) i don't think she She, would i don't think so either i highly doubt it as long as she doesn't write about trump's dick like we're fine ew it'd be like a fucking old shriveled carrot (laughs) like one of the ones that's been sitting in your fridge for like two months with like white wispy hairs yeah like you forgot it was there so it kind (laughs) of has like brown spots on it and it's soggy rubbery yeah and it's just flapping (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah anyway welcome back baby to the unlock friends pond <laughs> turns off immediately <laughs> i am victoria i'm ashley she just ripped a fat vape cloud on camera <laughs> i'm ashley can you taste it we are back we We're are back, on baby. our second episode of the changeling pretty fucking weird pretty weird. i didn't expect zero it to 100 yeah it, it went did. like fucking real because we just ripped into it last episode of like that's really all that happened and then like this is like mm-hmm. what the fuck it's like one thing after the other after the other and i'm just like because part of it was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. And then something happens and you're like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. And then the thing you were expecting to happen happens. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? It's yeah, crazy. Dude. Just so you guys know, we'll, we're doing big chunks of chapters just because the chapters are so short. Yeah, sometimes one or two pages. Yeah. So this episode is going to be from where we picked up from the last one. So it's 26 to 48. And we're just going to kind of run through it because... Going through each chapter is going to take for fucking ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we're back. Starting 26. Apollo has a weird dream about his dad. About him having blue skin and white fog coming out of his mouth. And he's like, you're coming with me. Yeah, what the fuck? Dude, also, I didn't like how they kept saying daddy. Apollo's daddy. (laughs) daddy it's apollo's daddy well i think it's supposed to be from like his perspective of like him as a kid but not necessarily like first person i mean that's fair or maybe just every time he like like, child maybe every time he thinks of his dad he just thinks about not me no (laughs) (laughs) every time he thinks of his dad he just thinks about him from the last time he knew him which was like you said when he was a child oh yeah little baby boy he didn't know him in his adult age because he left when he was four yeah they kind of chalk it up too to like new parents not sleeping like this could just be like a lack of sleep for the new baby or whatever yeah which part of it could be but apparently he had been having these nightmares like from like as soon as the kid was born like i mean he'd been having them from when he was younger but they came back like as soon as his kid was born but do you think that's like some ptsd about being left 
and now he's a dad and he doesn't want to be like how his dad oh, was. Oh, yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Or do you think it's something like supernatural? No. <laughs> I think yeah. there's, it's weird because there's definitely like a big mysticism about it, about everything that's happened. But then there's also this huge, they provide you with a lot of logic behind some stuff. But there's yeah. also things that happen where you're kind of just like, the only thing it could be would be supernatural. But then it doesn't really feel like supernatural. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I yeah, I don't, I can't fucking figure out. It feels like two different stories. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out the dad aspect of it. I get, uh, yeah, I get the whole, I mean, we'll get into it later, but I get the whole, like what happens with the wife and the baby thing to an extent but i don't understand the dad's dad had to do with it yeah right or like where his dad went what happened i don't understand that part yeah because you're kind of led up to this point to believe you know like like i had that theory his dad's in another fucking universe and trapped you're kind of led on like this weird trying to figure out what the fuck is going on but you don't really know and just chalking it up to supernatural stuff happening whatever whatever and then it goes back to them trying to throw some logic at you it's like well this is actually what happened and you're like what (laughs) what now do you think it's his dad sending the texts because i was trying to think of like who that would be or who would be like against him for that no and i'll tell you why later Mm, i love theories okay so <laughs> it's not a theory <laughs> oh it's fact, it's fact. <laughs> i don't think i know okay <laughs> barf okay so chapter 27 um kim which is emma's sister slash their midwife comes to do brian's six-month checkup and she notices that emma is acting a bit weird and emma's like oh i forgot i don't I'm, I'm leaving yeah. but like you can come with me brian's not or she said the baby's not here the baby's yeah. not here and um she tells kim that she probably forgot about the appointment because she stopped using her phone like a month ago yeah and she alludes to it's because she's getting the like random text and pictures and it's like freaking her out yeah so she's like i don't check my text messages anymore right <clears throat> so Ooh. I thought I had to sneeze. Okay. <laughs> um, they go to this random apartment where Emma like knocks on the door and this woman's like, Who the fuck are you? Who sent you? Mm-hmm. What do you want? And Emma's like, I saw your post on the message board, and like I'm here to get the stuff, and blah 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 blah. And Kim is like, what the absolute fuck is, is happening? <laughs> yeah. And so she retrieves this bag from this woman and she tells her that Cal sent her. Yeah. We don't know who that is yet. No. So she's like, Cal sent me. She hands her this duffel bag. They take off. Kim is like, what is that? What is happening? Yeah. Kim mentions in the next chapter that she she wanted to call Apollo, but that she was like, what? would i say like what do i tell him i don't even know what's happening yeah but just think if she had called him and told her like hey 
this is what this bitch is up to yeah how different things could have gone oh yeah i thought about that i was like dude if she just gave him like a heads up he would have had she's some, probably like... thinking about that too yeah she's true. probably got that on her conscience true. kim then decides because emma's freaking her out that she's gonna tell her the real story about what happened to their parents back in 1988 and essentially emma's mother or emma and kim's mother one day was acting super weird and like she made them food and she wanted to be with them she sat on the couch with them like doing their Kept hair them she was just school yeah she was just acting strange and the girls fell asleep they woke up to their dad saying like the house is on fire you need to get out and as they're trying to get out their mother grabs emma and she's like no she's staying with me in the burning house she's like yeah. she's staying with me they need to be with their mother we need to be a family blah 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 and kim tells her she's like mom set the goddamn fire like exactly. mom is the one who set the fire do you think i think there was something in the soup to make them fall asleep like they weren't supposed to wake up probably like she drugged them yeah because they said they were foggy and like she was like you have to eat this soup and she had had like half of a thing of soup sitting at the table the mom did yeah that's true i didn't think about that so the dad gets them out he goes out of the building with them Mm -hmm. and he like looks at them and he's like i'm sorry like take care of your sister and he goes back in the building to like die with the mother essentially she said he just looked so defeated like he looked so defeated fucking terrible is that though yeah yeah and she's 16 the older sister is 16 yeah well, and especially because the mother was like, oh, I don't want them to be orphans. It's like, but you did this. What do yeah. you mean? Yeah. You're the one that's making them orphans. She's like, I'd exactly. rather them be dead than be orphans. Right. So Kim is like, the reason I'm telling you the real story now after all this time is because you have the same look in your eyes that our mom did. And it's freaking me the fuck out. Yeah. And Emma is like, she doesn't really know what to say. And she she admits to her that sometimes she looks at the baby and she doesn't think it's her son. She's like, it looks like Brian that I gave birth to, but it it's like a copy or it's someone else entirely. Yeah. Kim just chalks this up to exhaustion or maybe like postpartum. She asks her what's in the bag. Emma shows her it's like chains and a bike lock. And when Kim's like, what the fuck is this for? Emma tells her that it's for the fire escape so Brian doesn't, like, get out or whatever. Like, they have a security gate blocking it in his room. She doesn't think that's enough. So she wants to put the chains just to make sure that he can't get out. Mm -hmm. Kim kind of feels relieved, maybe. I I guess she buys it. And she, like, tells her, like, okay, like, uh I'll help you put it on because Emma's like, I want to tell Apollo, but I know he's just going to argue with me about it. So I just wanted to do this myself. Yeah. And Kim is like, okay, well, like, let's go back to your apartment and I'll help you put it on. And if Apollo says anything, I'll tell him it's like doctor's orders or whatever. Yeah. They go back to the apartment and Kim recommends that her sister goes on Zoloft because I think she can tell she's Depressed. depressed or something. Yeah. And she's like, Zoloft has a side effect where you gain weight. But in Emma's case, she's like drastically losing weight. 
Yeah. And she's not eating. Now, do you think she's actually taking the Zoloft? It's possible that she's actually taking the Zoloft, but I don't think there's enough background there to, like, really know if she's actually taking it or not. Because I feel like even if she were, I feel like she's too far in because she's still mm-hmm. getting those text messages. And True. she she could still be like, even though I'm not depressed, like, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I feel like I'm going fucking crazy. Right. She's not eating. And Apollo notices that she's kind of like falling asleep wherever she is, like sitting down over her meal. She's just like super exhausted. And he's like, well, again, they chalk it up to like new parent exhaustion. And he kind of knows something's going on with Emma, but like he doesn't exactly know. Mm-hmm. And I think they're in like a weird stage where he's kind of over it. I don't know if he's like, not and he's just sick of her, her shit. Yeah, he's which I kind of feel bad because, in a sense, like I feel like if he took the time to talk to her or like saw someone else that they could yeah. talk to, then it things would have been a little differently. But at the same time, how do you keep listening to somebody say, like, if you're thinking about it logically, how do you keep listening to somebody say? Or somebody who does, who's obviously no longer giving a shit about their child and acting like that kid's not their own. That would piss me off. And then Mm -hmm. secondly, them being like, I keep getting these text messages and you're like, then show me the text. And they're like, it's not there. It's like, what are you trying to play? What are you trying to pull? What are you trying to fucking do? And she goes to say like, we can't afford therapy. So we were going to go to church to go see yeah so they talk about getting the baby baptized yeah but she and i felt this is where i kind of feel bad for her because he was like no we're not gonna do that and she's like i just wanted i just want someone else there when we talk like i want someone else to hear me and he essentially chalks it up to like no no you're crazy you probably told the priest this is like an exorcism or something and he kind of blows her off my thinking on that was like he could have been if she really wanted to just do that, they didn't have to, like, take him to go get him baptized. They could have just gone to the church to go, like, talk to the fucking priest or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but, like, she used his mother as, like, an excuse. Like, your mom's been asking for this since he was born. I think maybe she didn't know what to do. So she was using that as an excuse. And when he shot it down, she was like, that's when she told him. We can't afford therapy. I want someone else there to talk. And she says that she read it on the message boards. And he's like, oh, just a bunch of other stir crazy mothers who like don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah. I get that. But I I still am kind of like, I'm, I'm still on his side of things with that just because like she still wants him to do the baptism and if i was seeing it from his side of just being like you could be using this you act like this child's a fucking demon because she won't say his name she keeps saying the baby and he keeps saying it's brian and he could just be saying like you're you're it we're gonna end up there and you probably are gonna pull some shit of like this could just be an excuse of like you want someone else there whenever we talk and 
like they're gonna end up taking brian and he's just being overprotective and being like i don't want to fucking put him through something like that and then like cause a scene at the church of being like i don't want my fucking baby to go through an exorcism or whatever yeah i don't know i mean i get it and i get it and then like later in their conversation i get that he is like fearful for what she might do with the baby because he's like you are not going anywhere with my son i will be wherever he is i get that but it's also like if you thought your wife was going through postpartum and you see she's like struggling i wouldn't be so like dismissive maybe i feel like that i think there's maybe could i think there's a lot of information that we're missing as to far as far as like how long because i don't even know how long it's been going on that she's been you know obsessing over him not being her child like what drove her to think that and we'll probably find that yeah. out yeah I'm and, sure we will. and then like how many times has he or she ever said that they want to talk to somebody and how many times has he like tried to talk to her but at the same time later on he does say like i should have fucking cared more like i should have tried to fucking you know now like why is it now that i'm acting like i care like why why am i just caring now you know what i mean so i don't know i think there's a lot of information that we're missing but i from just from like what we have i don't know it's it's so hard because i definitely i'm definitely not saying to the extent of like you should ever shame a woman for having postpartum depression because that shit's real and that shit's like i mean i've never had it i've never had that experience but <clears throat> i know people who have and i can understand to an extent how awful that is on somebody in their family but like and you should never fucking be like oh everybody's fucking stir crazy all you guys care about is yourself like whatever right but it's like you're not going through it so how do you right. know but yeah. yeah i'm not saying she's like 100 percent blameless i'm just saying like if you thought she had a problem even if you didn't know the full extent of what she's been talking to people about i wouldn't be so fucking dismissive but i definitely don't think like he's to blame or anything like that i just like I think it, it's- when i was reading it it was just kind of like ooh, like maybe don't say shit like that and that was before i even knew like what what happened later happen. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, and I get that. I just, at the same time, it's like, what if that was the time where it was the last straw? And I think that's something yeah. that they want you to think about. It's like, d- how how do you want to think of him as like him being a gross person? Or like, is your perspective like something different? And that's kind of just up to you to interpret. And I think that too has an effect on whenever you're continuing to read the story because you see him in a particular light from that point on and so that kind of changes your perspective on like the next couple of things that happen and i think that's interesting as to how they left like was that information that was left out intentionally so that way we can come to our own conclusions because it's a good i think it's a good like way i'm interested to see how we both kind of interpret what's gonna happen moving forward yeah based on that that is one thing i i like about this book is i feel like 
the way it's set up in the in the sections it really is like you think you're just trotting along this like normal life and then bam something yeah. happens and then it goes back to normal life and you're just trotting yeah. along and then something else happens it really like the setup i like it yeah okay so after they have their whole debacle about the baptism he's going to throw the food away that she made him and he notices that her cell phone is just fully in the trash and he's like what the fuck why is your phone in the trash and she's like i got another text message last night and it was a picture of you and the baby and he was in the back seat and y'all were at a red light and whoever sent it to me says got him yeah and apollo's like let me see it then she goes you we both know that it's gone like there it's not gonna be there if i show you so with that too like i know that john would always believe me if i said something fucking weird like that like if i was dead serious like he would believe me and if they were as in love as they say they were like going off of playing devil's like on the opposite end of playing devil's advocate it's like why wouldn't you believe her like I know you're probably fed up with it, but like, why? Well, think about it. So the first time it happened, he did believe her because how else would she have known that he laid Brian in the driveway? So at first he did, but like you said, we have no, we have no perspective as to how much this has been going (laughs) on. So it might be like, he's like, yeah, whatever you keep fucking talking about it, but I don't ever see it. But then how does she keep knowing stuff that he's doing with him? I don't know. Maybe unless he he's she's telling her, psycho. Or... Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I I really have no idea who the text thing really throws oh, me off. The text yeah. thing and the dad thing really throw me off. I have a feeling that it's probably Cal. Yeah, and who the fuck's Cal? I don't even think it's a woman. Mm. Is Cal? You think uh, changeling? oh my god okay so (laughs) no the changeling yeah because they're the ones that are taking the babies and turning them into the ones that are actually not babies yeah yeah because that's why she says like this looks like my baby but it's not my baby yeah after apollo like tells her like whatever your fucking message boards you're fucking crazy she gets up all pissed off she takes off and she looks at him and says you don't see but you will and she takes off and she doesn't take her keys with her yeah so he's like fuck that bitch and he locks her out yeah which is kind of shitty yeah so then we go on to chapter 30 and this is where like i was not expecting any of this shit Mm -mm. to happen Mm -mm. yeah it, it, it the way the book, like I said, was trotting along, I knew like there was going to be some discord, but I didn't think that it was going to be this drastic. So Apollo wakes up and he he's hearing screaming in his apartment. And when he's trying to wake up, he's finding himself chained with his arms behind his back. And he's kind of going in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Uh, He says it's kind of like being underwater and he's trying to swim up. Yeah. So he finally wakes up again. And when he's looking around, he finds that he threw up all over his shirt. He realizes that he's chained to the steam pipe in their kitchen and he has the bike lock around his neck. Mm -hmm. 
And the way he's positioned, if he leans forward, it cuts off his air, chokes him out, essentially. And if he leans backwards, the steam pipe will burn the back of his neck. So he's looking around and he's noticing that all of the radiators are on in each room. So it's like unbearably hot. hot. as fuck, yeah. Yeah. And that the screaming he hears is coming from a kettle that's on the stove that has been on for quite a while because he's saying that the bottom of the kettle is like burning. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he also is looking around. He sees a claw hammer and a knife that are just like on the counter or on the table, either one. And he starts panicking because he's like, I don't know where Emma is. I don't know if Brian's okay. He's really trying to remember how he ended up in this situation. We don't even really know how that happened. We don't. Because he's like, I can't think of like, he keeps saying a little man. He can't, I can't think of how the little man overpowered me and like chained me up. He can't, he has no recollection. I bet it was something in the food she made him. I was going to say that the oatmeal, because when you said the soup thing, I was like, hmm, I didn't think of that. It was probably the oatmeal and that's why she didn't eat it. Yeah. So, but if he locked her out of the apartment, <clears throat> how'd that bitch how get in? How did she get in? Yeah. He can't remember. He's trying to think about it. He's he's freaking out for his wife and his kid, understandably. And he's like, he also doesn't know the full extent of his injuries because his adrenaline's yeah. kind of kicking in. <clears throat> he's like, I don't know if I've been stabbed. I don't know what's going on. I just know that I'm chained up to the steam pipe and I can't breathe. So then he sees someone walk past him to turn off the kettle yeah he's and, like a monster yeah <laughs> and when the screaming of the kettle stops he realizes that he also hears brian screaming like and wailing. he starts freaking out yeah so he tries to look at the person holding the kettle the person is holding the bottom of the kettle yeah like burning their <clears throat> flesh he even talks about how he can hear their hands sizzle from the bottom of the kettle yuck and it doesn't seem to bother them at all like at all no pain no reaction or anything no so apollo finally gets a good look of who this person is in the kitchen with him and he realizes that it's emma apollo freaks out he wants to know what she did to brian all he could do was hear him screaming and he's like well hopefully like he's still alive obviously so she hasn't done anything yet he starts trying to reason with Emma. Like he's telling her, I know it's been hard on you. I should have been there for you. We can get through this. They can, we can fix, nothing's been broken yet. Like we can fix it together. Yeah. And when he's <laughs> talking to her like this, she kind of comes out of whatever trance she's in. Mm-hmm. He says she starts to notice that like she realizes the kettle is burning her hand. Mm-hmm. Her eyes aren't glossed over. The minute he says, we can go check on Brian together, it was like she was back in the trance. She remembered what her objective was. She picks up the claw hammer with her free hand that she doesn't have the kettle in, and she hits Apollo in the side of the face. Mm. She breaks his cheek, his jaw, and his eyeball comes out of socket. Yeah, he's like, I he's like, I couldn't see out of the bottom half of my eye, but I couldn't tell like if I was blind or what was happening. 
but it was because his eye had fallen down (laughs) and was blocked and he could only see the top it was just fucking it was a graphic like he slammed him in the cheekbone broke his fucking cheekbone and then his fucking eyeball fell out of his socket it's just oh god that's terrible yeah so he tries to stand even after all of that because he still wants to save his son tries to stand but the bike lock is pulling against his neck and he's just begging her like please mm-hmm. please do not hurt the baby and all he can hear is brian crying in the background and all she does is turn to him before she walks back into brian's room and she says it's not a baby <laughs> do you think she just fucking poured that pouring that boiling hot fucking water on the baby yep oh god that is 100 what i think she did jesus fucking christ dude now I don't know if she like stabbed it and then poured it or poured it and then stabbed it because there's also and a knife. There were like rat poison pellets on the floor. That's probably what she put in the oatmeal. Yeah, I think so. Because he talks like, about how it was under the sink. Yeah. And he, they, he should have thrown that away like a while ago. Yeah, but they just never did anything about it. Okay, but there was also another weird thing. Before Emma left, after before their whole like baptism thing, he talks about how brian it's like it freaks him out sometimes because like he has like a footwear fetish oh yeah like shoes like he just you'll put shoes in front of him and he just laughs like he just thinks it's so funny but then he calls it he only calls it a bus that's the only word that he knows is bus yeah but he talks about how like the look in his eyes seems like he already knows what it is i don't know if that was just supposed to be like a cute little insert like oh look at he's progressing or, or like if it's supposed to weird. be like yeah yeah i don't know i, don't know. Yeah, I thought that was, was fucking weird. weird anyway so then next chapter uh it's later like way in the future apollo starts to recount how he spent his days in the hospital in recovery he's like you can recover a body but how do you recover a soul like how how do I recover the loss of my son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> talks about all his corrective face surgeries. And then he talks about how he had all of this time in Rikers. Yeah. Right, to think about it. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I was he's so like, fucking lost. He was like talking about Emma's story. And then he goes, and then there was me with holding a woman, three women hostage for six hours, but with a shotgun, but that's another story. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, wait, can we get into that story? <laughs> what do you mean? Cause I was like, why is he in prison? How would they think that he's the one that did it if he was literally fucking chained up? Yeah. And then they talk about him holding women hostage. And I was like, what the fuck was he trying to do? Yeah. So in this chapter he's talking about how he's finally getting released from prison where he's been the past three months three months two two months something like that and he's talking about all of the men who get dropped off at the station really early so they can do their like weird kinky shit before people pick them up (laughs) which i thought was like a weird insert because there's like prostitutes or sorry sex workers that like sex workers (laughs) Well, they say prostitutes in the book, but yeah. sex workers at the uh, fucking diner there that wait for men to come back from Rikers because they know they're going to be able to they, they're going to be able to get business. So, right. So instead of calling anybody to pick him up, Brian's just like, you know, what? I'm going to walk home like or he doesn't even want to go home. He's like, yeah. I'm just going to like 
take a walk. So he starts heading back to where he lived and he passes the park that he was in with all of the like dads Mm -hmm. and he still sees all of them. And he's like, which I was like, oh no, it's going to be real cringe. Yeah. Cause he goes up to them. Yeah. He goes up to them and they like literally want nothing to do with him. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck? And they're like, we saw you on the news. Like, we're sorry about Brian, but like, you can't be here. Like, yeah, our, our kids okay. can't be around you. And Apollo, he, and he is, was like, "Are you mad at me?" And they're like, "You held up three women with a shotgun." <laughs> like, which, and there was like one dad. I think that was like he goes, "I understand, but I can't like, have you it's next to my for kid." The safety of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Apollo goes back to the building, but when he gets there, he's like, I can't, I can't go up to the apartment. So he goes down to the basement. He ends up passing out because he's exhausted from being up so early. And the maintenance guy comes, or the the landlord or the maintenance guy, one of the two. The Yeah, the landlord. And he's like, hey, man, like, you can't sleep here, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as Apollo gets up, he's like, oh, it's you. He's like, I'm the one who found, found you. you. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, your mom's been coming by and like she cleaned the whole apartment after the cops did their investigation. And I, he's like, I, I, he tells him he saw the baby. He's the one who yeah. found him and the baby. He goes, like, he's been praying to God for him and like the, the baby and everything yeah. and we find out that emma uh just disappeared she left out on the run yeah she left out the fire escape after everything and no one has found her the landlord tells apollo he's like i can let you in the building if you don't have your keys it's not a problem and apollo's like actually i'm good and he takes off because he can't be there anymore after hearing all of that um, he starts heading over to a church and he has to go to these mandatory uh, meetings. There are anger management meetings, right? No, they're like, it's group or survivor. Yeah. 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 He goes to these like survivor meetings where they have to sign off for his probation officer to see that he's going or whatever. So he's talking to like this group of people who all have their own stories obviously they when apollo walks in he they know who he is they've seen him on the news the fucking news yeah yeah he doesn't want to talk about it but he's like i know if i don't participate like i'm not gonna get my sign off so and he kind of like feels compelled yeah because uh while he's talking about it he's just kind of like why am i saying this he like feels compelled to talk about what the fuck's happening so he goes into detail and he's like, my wife's a librarian. This is what happened. You saw it on the news. Um, everybody's like, do you know why she did it? And he's like, I have no idea. Um, then they're like, well, why did you do it? And he goes, oh, you're talking about the library. He was like, she was a librarian. She was close with her coworkers. So when she went missing after everything uh murdering their son Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was like i just wanted to know what information they had and they kept saying they didn't know so he wanted to be a little more intimidating 
notes in case they did have information on her whereabouts. And he showed up to the library before they opened, but while they were still getting everything prepared for the day. And he had a shotgun. He made them go in the basement and he like questioned them for hours. He held them hostage for hours. Yeah. And the girls still maintained like they had no idea where she went. They hadn't heard from her. And even when the police were called, the poor women were like, we don't want to press charges. Like he didn't do anything to us. Like we understand why he's doing it. But the cops didn't give a shit and they arrested him. But I think that's why he only got three months. Yeah, because they were like, we don't want to, like, we understand. she We worked with her and she fucking murdered her kid. Like, we get why he did what he did. And to be fair, he said he accidentally, like, shot off the shotgun at the beginning. And that's why the cops were called. And yeah. then he was like, it just took me six hours to believe them. But they, I think they knew yeah. that he wasn't going to fucking Awful. shoot him or anything. Yeah. They were like, what were you planning? to do if you found emma anyway and he's like she killed my son i was gonna kill her yeah. <laughs> like what do you mean <laughs> this one lady like left <laughs> she was like oh fuck that and like left the group <laughs> they're like okay well that's the time like <laughs> see you next week <laughs> nbd yeah dude do you hear these fucking kids screaming outside at midnight no they're fucking playing basketball. I sound old, but like I literally live in front of the basketball court. Uh, Nobody plays basketball all fucking day. And the minute it hits like 11, like there's like a fucking tournament outside or something. <laughs> they can't play 2K. It's fucking insane. And they'll stay out there till like one or two. It's fucking stupid. Imagine if your bedroom was right there, dude. Yeah, I'm just happy that's our second bedroom. <laughs> But still, when we record, I'm like, I don't know if you can hear them going like, wow. No, I can't hear him for shit. Okay, good. Okay, so he kind of just stays there for a while. And in in the Yorkville branch of wherever, I don't know if he's in a library or what. He just kind of stays there because he doesn't want to go back home. And he was like, well, I kind of have to. So he goes back to the apartment and he walks inside and he's kind of just like i was expecting noise but i wasn't expecting it to be so fucking silent and he sees that everything's cleaned up everything's fixed and he's like who would have bothered to like come fix this like obviously it was my mother came and like Mm -hmm. fixed everything and cleaned it up and but he keeps kind of replaying that scene of like hearing the teapot and seeing all the rat pellets on the floor and like he's just kind of seeing what the fuck is happening or like reliving what what happened that night and he looks at the door to brian's bedroom and he sees like this sticker on the door that says that it's still a crime scene and nobody's allowed in there i know and he was like i'm gonna have to go in there eventually but i'm not gonna do it right now but he also and he's exhausted but he also doesn't want to go to sleep in the bedroom because he's like i don't want to sleep in the same bed that me and emma shared so Mm -hmm. He goes into the living room. He takes the the comforter and goes into the living room, plugs in his phone, and before the phone even turns back on, he's fucking knocked out. Like, he's fucking asleep. And Do you think he saw the baby? Probably not. No. No. Unless they showed him, like, pictures and shit after. He, 
Yeah, I don't know who would show him pictures. I don't think the police would be like, hey, do you want to see your fucking dead baby's corpse? Like, I don't think so. Unless they showed him to, like, cooperate the whole kettle thing. I feel like if he would have said that she had a kettle of boiling water, you could probably tell what's consistent with burns. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) So the next day he goes over to Patrice's. Patrice now lives in a basement. Yeah. And with his new wife, girlfriend, somebody that he ended up, he's been dating her for a while. So they live in this basement and he goes and they're making him dinner and um uh apollo's trying to like joke around which is funny and he's like oh like i'm surprised you guys live in a basement and dana's like what the fuck is wrong with the basement like i found this place for Mm -hmm. us it's cheap it's good and he almost says that like oh well patrice is scared of basements but he like didn't realize that maybe patrice didn't tell her that well patrice like tenses up while he's like pouring his food he's like (gasps) And he's like, oh, maybe he forgot he even told me that, like, that he doesn't like basements. But yeah, um, he was just like, oh, you know, because men are scared of commitment, ha, 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gives him food after they eat. Apollo's like, well, I have something for you guys. And he gives them the rare To Kill a Mockingbird book. Mm-hmm. And... The first thing I thought about whenever he did that, I was like, this bitch is going to kill himself because you give away your most hundred percent. Yeah, your most precious belongings. They're just gone. You don't need them anymore. And he was like, what else does he have to live for at this point? And that's what they're thinking, too. They're like, what the fuck? And Dana was like, thank you. We'll take it. And like kind of tears up a little bit and goes into the room. And Apollo's just like, "Okay, like, I guess this is good night. Like, I guess this is my cue to leave. Yeah, and so Patrice is kind of just like looking at him as he's leaving. He was like telling him, you know, like you know why I liked you when we first met. It's because you never gave me the bullshit of like, thank you for being a veteran, thank you for your service, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. You just kept it real with me, so I'm gonna keep it real with you. Like you, like don't you better not fucking go kill yourself tonight. And he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, if you go kill yourself, I'm going to go fucking burn that book. I'm going to put it in a toilet and fucking do a whole bunch of shit and then piss on it and like all this shit. And he's like, I'm going to ruin that fucking yeah. book. But then Apollo don't. was like, damn, was I planning on do that? Like, I, I yeah. wasn't thinking about it, but then he was thinking about it. He's like, I think that is where I was going. Like, yeah, like it was like kind of, yeah, subconsciously like, mm-hmm. I don't need this because what do I have to live for? And he's just right. like, what the fuck? And Patrice is just like, come on, like you're a book man. So I'm going to put that book online to see how much somebody would pay for it. And um, he's like, you, you better fucking like pick up tomorrow when I tell you. <laughs> and he yeah. was like, he's like, I, I do want to know. He's like, you're a motherfucker, but I want to know what it's worth. And he was just like, all right, you better pick up when I call you. So <laughs> <laughs> Apollo goes back to his apartment and he like kind of hears pots and pans and he's Mm -hmm. like thinking back again to the kettle going onto the stove and he's like did fucking emma come back like has she just been like hiding in plain sight is she could you imagine i would fucking flip my shit i'd be like fuck and then he's like because if i go in there we're not talking we're fucking she's fucking dying dead 
and he goes in and he hears like his mom it's his mom she's there to like take care of him and he's like what the fuck are you doing here it's like the middle of the night and she's like it's only 12 20 and he's like oh dana called you Mm-hmm. that's why she went into the bedroom like she obviously took the book thought something was fucking wrong called you told your ass to come over here and good for that bitch good yes. for that bitch good for her she thought something was wrong and she was mm-hmm. like uh-uh hell no and <laughs> she's just like she's like well, why didn't you pick up when i was trying to call you and he was just like i was busy or whatever blah 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 and um she was like, why didn't you tell me you were getting out so early? I would have picked you yeah. up. And he's like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. She's like, well, let me make you something to eat. You can tell she's, like, anxious. And he's like, I just had yeah. dinner. And she's, like, pulling a bunch of random shit out of the fridge, <laughs> like, onions, but also stuff to make, like, chocolate chip cookies and, like, a bunch of random shit. <laughs> and he's he's kind of laughing at it. But then he's just kind of like, oh, she's anxious because mm. she doesn't know like really what she's doing and so he kind of tries to comfort her he's like how the fuck did you get here faster than me like you you live farther than patrice and dana live to me and she's like i called an uber <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like oh my god that's so fucking expensive and um she tries to get him to like go see brian's grave the next morning yeah and he's just like i'm not ready for that he tells her that like you know you can stay here you can sleep in the room because i'm not ready to sleep in there yet and she's like well let me tell you a story and he's like yeah yeah i know about the fucking shit your cousin blah 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 uganda dictatorship we get it and she's like i wasn't gonna say that and he's like "Uh uh-huh sure (laughs) and then he starts thinking after she goes to bed he's like i like like what you were saying earlier he's like I don't know what I would have done if I came home and my mom wasn't here because the bridge mm-hmm. is like a block away from my house and every like three and a half days somebody tries to commit suicide off that bridge so is that something that I would have done yeah and he's like because like he doesn't know what his purpose is anymore he's like Which, I'm not a father understandable I mean yeah he He's was hustling. He was yeah. selling books to support his wife and his family. He thought he was going to have this like dream life that he never got to have as a child. Mm-hmm. And then all of that was stripped away from him. And to in a like pretty terrible way in a terrible way. And to know that like it wasn't even his fault. Like he blames mm-hmm. his dad for ruining that. And he's like, I'm going to be a better dad. And he yeah. didn't even get that opportunity. I'm sure is also soul crushing. Yeah. 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 So like two hours later apollo is like trying to saw through this sticker on brian's door with like a butter knife like (laughs) trying to get in and he opens the door and he sees like all of the footprints from like the cops and the emts it's just like still like a crime scene in there obviously his mom couldn't go in there to fucking clean up and he was just like thinking about what the landlord would have seen whenever he went in he saw the baby and he didn't turn the light on but his mom kind of heard him and she came in because she was like i woke up and i didn't see you were there so i freaked out but she saw him there she turned on the light so he could kind of see what was going on and there were like flies in there Mm. 
and he sees like this copy of the book that his dad used to read to him and he keeps thinking about how he kept saying I'm gonna read this to Brian every night and he was like how many times did I do it none because I all I could think about was that like there would be more time and obviously there there wasn't and um he randomly just says you're coming with me and Lillian is just like what did you just say and he's like that's the last thing I ever said to him and Lillian was like well why did you say that to him and Apollo said because he started having that nightmare again yeah and Lillian just like starts to cry and she's like well I have something to tell you and Apollo's just like oh fuck that and like leaves Mm -hmm. the room (laughs) he's like I don't want to hear whatever she has to say I don't know what she's gonna say but I have this feeling I don't want to hear it yeah like I I just fucking don't so he's thinking about like I gotta mop up these footprints. I gotta clean up that room. He gets like a bucket, tries to find some fucking mop cleaner or whatever, goes into the bathroom and just like starts filling up the bucket. And he's like trying so hard not to listen to what his mom's saying. And she's kind of just retelling him the story of what really happened with him and his dad. And Mm -hmm. she's talking about her working at this place that had a good dental plan and a good eye plan and something he needed. And there was this guy there. I don't know if it was her boss or like one of the partners. It was her boss. He was like being even more persistent than his dad was, but he mm-hmm. wasn't very sweet about it. He just really wanted to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And when she turned him down multiple times and she finally was just like, I have a boyfriend, which was not true. She, he like made her start coming in on Saturdays. But she couldn't find a sitter for Apollo. So she was just like, it got to the point where she was like, I need this job. I can work a half day. And she ended up leaving her four-year-old son at home by himself. And she said it ended up working out fine. He was being self-sufficient. So that ended up becoming like the routine or whatever. One weekend, she said things started changing. He started having these nightmares And your nightmares were that your dad was at the front door and that he was there to get you, but then he left you behind. She said, that wasn't a dream that you were having, that was a memory. Like your dad used to come in here and fucking tell you that. But she was like, I found him there one day, like doing that. That's how I found out. And she sent him away and he's like, well, why the fuck did you do that? And she said, I was filing for a divorce and he was just livid. Apollo's like, why the fuck would you want a divorce? Daddy issues, dude. Yeah, this really pissed me off because she was just like, he was a great man, but I like had to put you in daycare when you were two months old because I had to go back to work. And then I would, after work, I'd go pick you up and your dad would just be at home sitting on the couch watching TV asking me when dinner was going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And he did the same thing, like, when's breakfast going to be ready? And every fucking day. And he lost his job and he was around the house all day, but he was no help. And she was just like, I didn't come here to be a man's servant. And Apollo was just like, oh, so it was my fault. Like, I'm Yeah, he's like, so crazy. I'm the problem. Yeah. And she's like, fucking... no. Yeah. Just like, oh, and she's She's like, no, like, you're the reason why we stayed together for as long as we did. Mm-hmm. But like, and Apollo was just like, what about me? Like, I needed both of you. <sighs> like, I've been trying to figure out how to be a man. And now you tell me you left a good one behind. 
And it's like, it doesn't sound like he was a good one if he was acting she that way. She were four. How would you even know your dad was a good man? You have no yeah. fucking idea. And he was like, I'm looking, I was looking for a model, someone I can learn from. And I've just been thinking I've been inventing it well, as I go and ending badly and da, da, da. And like, he goes, look how fucked up it got because of some choice you made more than 30 years ago. Like, it was her fault. You can't fucking blame that. But how would you, why would you want that as a model? That guy who just sits at home and asks your mom to do everything for him. And she's just like, I tried my best. And he just won't give up. And he's like, well, how come you wouldn't let him be a part of my life? She was just like, I just, I couldn't do that. And he goes, I'm not talking about you. I thought I was a monster. Like something must be wrong with me. Like my dad just left without looking back and it made me feel worthless and she just like was understanding and it, what pissed me off was he was just like you couldn't give him a little while to get back on his feet like he wasn't much help around the house because he lost his job and you couldn't give him a little time to get back on his feet like jesus she and gave she's him nothing just like, but fucking time yeah and she's over it she's like i'm not gonna get anywhere with you so she just gives mm-hmm. him the card to tell him like where brian's grave is she goes you don't have to go with me but i think you should go and then she calls an uber and leaves at like 2 30 in the morning I think the problem is he doesn't have Emma there to blame. She's still missing. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to blame himself. So he's like, you're the reason this is happening. You're the reason my life is shit. Because if you had just like accepted my dad for the great man he was, I would have had a better role model and I could have been a better father and a better husband. But I didn't have that because of you. And that's bullshit. It would have turned out the same because your dad didn't sound like he would have been a good role model to begin with exactly but he's just looking for someone to place blame like he mm-hmm. might know that but he's looking for someone to place blame because he can't rationalize that this actually happened to him yeah which but is that's fucking, so shit like you're putting that is. on your mom that her grandchild died and she's watching you go through this too like this is probably especially not after, what she wanted to happen yeah and especially after all the shit she did when you're in prison she's like mm-hmm. cleaning the fucking crime scene with the blood and the fucking she has to go through that all over again what do you think she went through when she was having to clean that up exactly i mean you're still her child she probably felt the same way about you that you felt about brian like that's terrifying yeah dude so then apollo goes back to that he goes to that church the holy rude is a holy rude i don't know how you would fucking pronounce that h-o-l-y-r-o-d holy, holy rude i think holy rude? holy 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 rude whatever he goes back to that church anyway. that emma <laughs> wanted to get the baptism <laughs> at and the the priest is just like oh like i just wanted to let you know that you know i i know who you are and he was like because of the news right and he's just like no because of your wife because she wanted to have a baptism for your son and um he was just like she seemed to be having trouble i just would have tried to help if i if i'd really known and he's just like i wish i could have helped her and and apollo's like kind of pissed he's like out of all of the people you're upset about like it's emma that you want to sympathize with like i know that she was going through shit but you don't want to sympathize with my child so he's pissed but then he's like whatever fine and they're having that like I don't know it's just I, I i get i get where the father's coming from i get i get something. it yeah could have done I, something 
I get that Apollo's like, fuck that bitch. She killed my child, which 100% understand. But his only interaction was with Emma. Like, so he's saying like, I wish I could have seen something when we talked that wouldn't have happened maybe. Yeah. But he's like, "Mm, you're not even talking about my kid. It's like, yeah, I mean, but he actually talked to Emma. Yeah. I, I feel like if that was the only person that I would have known and interacted with i would do the same thing like yeah but yeah i could see it from apollo's side where he's just like oh well like but that's the thing with apollo's side apollo actually went through it and he's having these like uh, emotions that he's not processing well enough and being like you know right you don't you didn't you don't know what i went through like and you're sympathizing with her what she put me through and it's like he doesn't he said he doesn't really know that he said he really kind of only knew what your wife did but so but then yeah he says it again he's like i i couldn't have been more help to your family not just to emma but like to your family like to you guys so they're talking about the survivors meeting that's going to be down there and there's like a couple new people and there's this one guy who's kind of paunchy and he has his phone out and alice leader is kind of just like oh no phones and he's like oh whatever blah 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 they um start kind of introducing themselves and then apollo goes back and starts talking about this book that book that he was going to read to brian and talks about how his dad used to read that book to him um but he keeps feeling this vibrating in his pocket and he's like i know i'm not gonna answer i'm not gonna pick it up and he's like Mm -hmm. but it's just a bunch of texts and finally towards the end he's kind of just like he reads him and it's patrice saying that he found a buyer for the book and the guy wanted to talk about the price in person patrice told him that he was at that church and was just like make the sale like why he's like why would you fucking tell him that he's in like a survivor's fucking group and there's just some dude waiting to buy a book from him in there like pretending to be one of them that's awful he's like well we'll be done in five minutes i'll call patrice back but like this random guy just like out of nowhere says i saw my daughter in the computer did you notice that that Mm. quote because it comes up again yeah yeah he just randomly says i saw my daughter in the computer and the guy's like what the fuck he's like i felt so surprised that he dropped his phone and everybody turned to look on him and then he just says oh no wait it was the woman that says that um i saw my daughter in the computer and she goes i turned on my laptop and there she was a picture of her my baby girl a picture of her out in the park with her grandparents and she's talking about like somebody asked her or she said you know but who took the picture right. and um father Hagen just randomly starts talking about how he saw an ad for like a vacation and they knew that his name was jim or something she was just like well the photo was across the street from some apartment window like who the fuck would be taking pictures of my kid from up there like they don't even Mm -hmm. live there they were just at that park and she goes there were more pictures like from other places but anytime i tried to show them to my husband they were always gone and she said but this picture this one picture she actually has she said she felt an impulse to print it out and so this is the only proof that she has but she says it's so weird because when she looks at that picture she realizes that the girl in the picture is not her daughter and she goes i told this to my husband 
but my husband just told me to go on medication and they took my daughter away and he called me a crazy bitch and apollo just out of nowhere was like um oh she said um i had to find my own help and she found it with the mothers called the wise ones and cal told her how to get her daughter back she said cal told me what to do and she said but i don't know if i can do it and apollo freaks out and he stands up and he's like that woman's gonna kill her baby (laughs) and everybody's like what the fuck and he's just like if you don't call the police right now she's gonna go home and kill her baby and you can't say you didn't know this time Mm -hmm. which is so fucked and then he just like fucking starts to leave and she's just like it's not a baby dude and then it's like the exact same fucking scenario Mm -hmm. that's how he knows he's like she's gonna fucking kill her baby but then we get into this like thing obviously maybe it's not the babies yeah so like maybe they're not in the wrong for doing shit like this yeah it could be something else but you don't know i I feel like we're gonna find out more and i feel like the way that the last chapter we read ends i feel like it's not gonna be what we expect apollo to I, do yeah i know i'm so like ooh. i know <laughs> we ended on a good chapter we did good chapter okay <laughs> so he leaves and he's just hearing somebody saying like don't make me chase you and he's kind of <laughs> like <laughs> have you heard that fucking little boy on tiktok that whoop whop or whatever his name was whop whoop was like don't talk to me i'll murder you what the fuck no what the hell <laughs> that's a this don't make me chase <laughs> just to find it send Wait, it to I me now i'll kill you <laughs> what the fuck oh is it the little He's he's uh, like dressed up in like chains. Yes, and- dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> kill my mom. Yeah, I'm gonna kill. <laughs> I love that. I say that all the time. Don't talk to me. I'll murder you. Oh my god. Yeah, Sorry, that's, that's really what I thought so about. Funny. <laughs> Could you imagine that little boy just chasing you down, saying like, "Don't make me chase you. Don't make me chase you." <laughs> All the pain in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> so he hears this guy yelling, don't make me chase you. And he's like, I realize it's a guy and I recognize this guy. He was at the meeting and it's the Ponchi guy that was at the beginning of the meeting with his phone out. And he was just like, oh, my name is William Wheeler. Patrice Green sent me because I want to buy the book. And he's like, what the fuck? Wasn't he he trying to record them? Yeah, but he doesn't know that yet. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) And Apollo's just like, so buy the fucking book. Why'd you need to come see me? And the guy was just like, I didn't insist like on seeing you, but Patrice told me to come here. He goes, so fucking curse at him. Like, he's like, I certainly don't deserve it. And he kind of like walks away and then he like looks back and he kind of smiles and he's like but I really would like that book and so they're walking back towards the church and they see the ambulance lights and like some cop cars and the people from the basement like out on the street and the cops have basically arrested that woman I guess to take her in for questioning to see what's going on and um they were just kind of like 
uh well do you want to go get some coffee and Apollo's just like okay sure so they go to the Dunkin Donuts across the street and they just have like a really nice like conversation about I, I guess William was like super interested in in like the book buying business even though he's not really he doesn't really you know whatever so he kind of I guess he doesn't really know what's going on or he does and he doesn't care is what Apollo says so he yeah. just kind of shows him he talks about like oh you know um I've got two daughters of my own and he like brought his phone out and Apollo's like okay this guy's gonna show me pictures of his kids fine whatever and the first thing that actually pops up is a video of the guy the guy was recording the scene in mm-hmm. of where he was just like the fucking you know that woman's gonna kill her baby and he's like oh my god i'm so sorry like i'll delete it like anytime anything weird happens i just have like this impulse to start recording and i i genuinely believe him what do you think i don't know i feel like he's a weird guy i couldn't decide because reading this and then reading like later their interaction with him i just i couldn't decide if he's authentic or not yeah what if like what if he's cal like what if oh that's his like secret identity and he like records all these weird things because he like believes that there are changelings or whatever i maybe i don't know because that would make sense but i just i think the way that it was written made me feel like it was genuine at least that's what i felt like the author wanted you to believe mm. but that's how i interpreted it was that like he was just kind of weird and did weird things and i don't know yeah, but... i went back and forth i went back and forth like yeah. I, I i at times i thought he was genuine and at times i was like this guy's fucking weird he he i mean he is weird he's yeah he's a little off so he's just kind of like oh i'm so sorry i don't know why i take blah blah, blah. i'll delete it and Apollo's just like trying to listen to what she's saying and he's just like Wheeler's just like well who's Cal and he's like I don't know and he goes the wise ones have you ever heard about that and he goes no and he like looks them up and he finds like this quote that says in the villages were invariably found one or two wise ones and he's just like this is from a book and he's like what does it say what the wise ones mean and he finds out but he doesn't really want to tell him so he shows him and Apollo's just like, oh, this can't be fucking real. And he looks at the screen and wise ones are meant to be witches. Mm-hmm. And so... Which I also didn't expect. I didn't either. I twist. was like, what the fuck? I was like, well, now we're dealing with fucking witches? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So Patrice is on this platform with Apollo and because they're going to go take the book to put to William. This is like a day later or whatever. A week later and patrice is just like well that's just some bullshit right and he's just like (laughs) but he's not talking about like the witches and stuff he's just talking about like how the guy wanted them to bring him the book and he's like (laughs) the guy's gonna pay us seventy thousand dollars i'll fucking do whatever he fucking wants and they start (laughs) apollo brings it out because he like wraps it up all nice and they start talking about the type of wrapping paper it is and they're just like like so like just being children about it he's just like Mm -hmm. yeah he's like put it away before two people people see two grown men talking about wrapping paper (laughs) and so i like patrice patrice is my favorite i like patrice and um so 
And he's, Apollo's like, I wasn't going to mention anything about it because I don't even know what to think about it. So um, it, it's kind of weird. I don't know really how to feel about him talking about the histories of things. Uh, about like you know if history is kind of like uh what does he say exactly he says um history isn't a tale told once it's a series of revisions so that's kind of interesting like what is he trying to say there patrice is kind of just like well what if we sell this to this guy today and harper lee collins just like dies next year or yeah he dies next year and he's just like i don't know he's like it's not gonna fucking happen whatever it's fine and um he was just like well how did you know that i have a meeting tonight he was like oh because it posted to the page he's like when you checked in on the page it it popped up on the tribute page he's like what the fuck are you talking about he's like the tribute page to brian and he's like what the fuck he looks at this page and it's like this page of like sixteen thousand people that joined this like page of you know just they were just like talking they were like talking shit and like or agreeing with him or whatever they were like talking shit about apollo and talking shit about emma and it was just like you know how fucking social media is like back and forth nobody really knows Mm -hmm. and he was just like what the fuck and it was just some random guy that made the page and it was just like a placeholder page it was like the grinch and he's like why would he even make this page and he goes i'm so sorry like i thought you knew about it and he's like i didn't even know that when i checked in it would even post to that page why would it do that i didn't even know about this page but he's like i'm not even gonna get into it whatever there's so much going on and so well and he kind of gets upset at patrice he's like why would you like something like that and patrice is like don't get pissed off at me like i did this like to be genuine i didn't think it was like a troll page yeah but it kind of makes you think too like all the true crime things everybody follows i mean there are people that have real life consequences from shit like that yeah he's like why yeah why i i was thinking about that too and excuse me i was thinking about like people talk shit about this person that person the other but it's like their family can see this they're real people going through real shit you don't know them you don't know their situation you don't know the whole Mm -hmm. story who are you to say that you know oh their parents didn't raise them well enough or like you know whatever the case may be and that person can go back and read it like it's just have you read the book have you been publicly shamed by john ronson Mm -mm. all right so you've been publicly shamed by john ronson this Mm. is such a fucking good book it is such a it talks about how um people who had like something happen to them or whatever it got posted on social media went viral or or not even that even like newspapers and stuff and how it like affected their life and it's so fucking good it really made me think about like how social media can really ruin people for things that they didn't even really do to like earn that yeah and it's just fucking crazy it's such a good book it's i highly recommend it well yeah and like even in this book apollo's like people are calling him the prisoner of apartment 43 the strangled dad failed father mr my son is dead it's like he had no control over any of this yeah and people are just like shading him and now it's like a constant reminder of how shitty he feels as a father yeah 
yeah but i mean that's like, what it is i just i can't stand people when i don't know it yeah. really just turns your head on on how people react to certain things when they're kind of negative and it's just like who are you you're would you want your life to be publicly like you know you know absolutely not no so they finally get to the stop where they're gonna be and they see him in the parking lot and he's in like a 2003 subaru outback (laughs) and they kind of just watch him and this guy is drinking like a fucking two liter of tab like (laughs) like chugging it like and he's just like what the fuck is he chugging it for and patrice is kind of like kind of joking with him it seems but kind of not and he's just like that's your future that's what you're gonna be like you're gonna (laughs) fucking walk around in the house and nothing but ratty underwear and then like not understand why everybody's looking at you like you're weird and da 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 he's just kind of like shitting on him and apollo kind of felt bad for him because he was like yeah "Yeah." he's like this guy's about to fucking give us seventy thousand dollars for this book and you're just shitting on him and Apollo was just like, as much as you make fun of him, I know he's never joined a fucking tribute to baby Brian Facebook page. <laughs> and Patrice is just kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, and... he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> so when they get in the car, uh, William is kind of just like talking about his daughters and stuff. And Patrice is just like, oh, I didn't realize you had daughters because he's shitting on him. He's like, oh, I bet he's never been with a woman, whatever. And he was just like, well, how do you guys do you guys want to go, you know, we can go out and talk on the water. And he's like on a ferry or something. And he's like, no, not on a ferry. And they end up at a fucking yacht club. They get on this fucking boat. It, okay. My first thought was like, he's going to fucking kill them on the boat. That's what I thought too. I was like, do not go out to sea with this random ass dude. Absolutely not. But they do. And they just go they downstairs. Do. They go downstairs like whatever. Yeah. And they're drinking beer with him and shit. And they're kind of like talking about the boat and how it kind of looks shitty. And they're like, but I don't even own a boat. So like, who am I to judge this guy for, you know, for whatever. So Patrice is just like, you got a lovely little boat. And William's just like, oh, it's not actually my boat. And he goes, you fucking stole this boat. And he's like, no, no, no. (laughs) But it's kind of like an Airbnb, but for boats. And um, which is another weird thing that I thought because like if you invite them out of town out of their way and you're not even going to bring them to your house or like yeah. I don't know you rent a boat Airbnb yeah. like what's the point just meet them somewhere in yeah. the city yeah. what's the whole point of bringing them out to you I don't know if it was to like give him some credibility because then he's like oh it's my app like I created this app yeah for like uh, so i have money so like you know patrice kind of gets on him too it is weird but like i don't know like what his whatever they don't really even think anything of it either um so they talk about how he's a coder he's a programmer whatever and patrice kind of warms up to him because he's a tech geek too Mm. and then william kind of goes into this story of like why he wants the book and he's talking about how he and his wife are estranged and he's getting it for her because her father used to read it to him and read it to her and she really loved it. And um, he was like, you know, talking about how he thought he was a great dad because all he was doing was working and providing for his family. But it it just 
after 25 years, it's like your wife doesn't even know you and they're not even happy anymore. And um, he's like, you just, you can't make enough money to cover everything. He's kind of talking about how um, he really wishes he was there to like, you know, walk his kids to the park in a stroller and shit like that. Yeah. And he wasn't, he was just like, I didn't even realize that for like 25 years until she left him. And <laughs> so he was just like, you know, I saw that listing for the book and I figured that would convince her that I was really serious. And yeah, instead of being a present father and a husband, let me wait 20 years and buy like a really fucking expensive first edition sign book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll do it. Yeah. And so then he like tells them this and then he just kind of starts crying and they're yeah. kind of just like okay awkward <laughs> so he gives them the money he transfers it to apollo's bank account and so apollo takes the money and he's like you know the first thing you do when you get some money is you pay off old debts so he asks emma's sister to meet him at the place where they were originally going to meet him and emma were going to meet her to talk about her being their midwife and so they go and she's like talking about how exhausted she is because she just came back from delivering triplets and um apollo just like takes out his wallet gives her a check and he's just like i'm so sorry like i wanted to pay you what we owed you and she goes i didn't even really help like you guys had her on the train (laughs) and he was like yeah but between you and that class we were well trained so he gave her the money and um randomly he says i never found out her third wish and she just said i think you should know and then it wasn't supposed to be like this and then she starts crying yeah i I got kind of thrown off by that i didn't really know what was happening. i think she's just i mean her sister who she had this like weird interaction with before everything went down you know she thinks that she murdered her fucking baby and took off and who knows if she's alive or dead so i get it she's upset yeah no but it was just weird that he was just like i never found out her third wish and she's just like i think you should know is it like like i think you know what it is or like i know what it is and i think you should know or like what is that supposed to mean you know and this is not the first time that's been said because when he was talking with her friend she was like you should know by now what it is yeah I don't fucking know. I can't. I don't know what it is. Uh, fucking no idea. I have no idea. Well, hopefully we'll find out because I have fucking no idea. Yeah. And um, she leaves and he's kind of just looking at the Manhattan Bridge or the Brooklyn Bridge and he randomly gets this phone, this text in his pocket, this text message <laughs> and the text is saying, Emma Valentine is alive. I can help you find her. Oh, so good. <laughs> So he's like, what the fuck? And then he gets this text message that says, follow the map. And then a map just opens up on his screen. It shows him his location. And then a little red blip that says, come to me. And the red blip is where the the person is. And so he starts following this fucking dot trying to get to it. And then once he the dots overlap, the fucking map closes just like automatically like he didn't do anything the map closes and then he gets a text message that says i see you and he's just like just tell me where the fuck you are i'm leaving (laughs) and he's like i'm not okay before you find out who it is did you have a feeling of who it was oh yeah yeah. me too 
Yeah. Because, like, as soon as he was just, like, the application shut down and he hadn't been the one to close it, like, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then he just gets a random text that's like, sorry, I'm by the fountains. And he's, like, an, apolog- an apologetic mastermind. That was a nice <gasps> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so then we find out it's William Wheeler by the mm-hmm. fucking fountains. And Apollo's pissed. <laughs> he's like, I mean, what the fuck? I would be too. He just yeah. left him yeah. in a different yeah. fucking location. And then you're going to pull this shit a little, like, uh, yeah. some time passes and you're going to pull this shit? Why yeah. not just be, like, open about it while you saw him? It's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Like, what's with the fucking text? And he's just like, I'm so sorry to be, like, cloak and dagger about it. And he's just like, I, I know... I swear I know that she's alive. He's like, well, why the fuck didn't you tell me what we were at Duncan exactly. or at, at, on the boat uh, on at the on the boat? And he's like, well, I didn't know then. He's like, I only just found out. He said he only just wanted to find out. Which yeah, is weird. that's also fucking weird way to phrase yeah. that. And he's like, well, after meeting with you, I like, and learning about what happened to you. I mean, that's some hard stuff. And he's like, it's just not right. And Apollo's just like, well, the FBI and the police couldn't fucking find her. So, like, how the fuck do you think you're going to? And he goes, the police aren't the only resource anymore. Like, there's hundreds of people with hundreds of computers across the country. They can do more than the police can. And I told my friends about it. Only people that I trust and people who cared, they basically found her. And he goes, okay, well, where the fuck is she? And she's apparently on an island in the East River. Apollo was just like, how the fuck am I supposed to get there? Like, he's like, well, you need a boat. He's like, I don't have a fucking boat. And so he pulls out his fucking app and he's like, oh, I could get you a boat. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Also, how'd that bitch get a boat? <laughs> he he got it on his app. No, Emma. How did Emma get a boat to get to the island? Is what I want to fucking know. Maybe she used his app. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or maybe maybe his ass took her there because he's cow. Maybe she swam. Oh my God, could you imagine? I people have tried to escape from Rikers Island and can't because the water's so fucking cold. <laughs> like yeah, that's fair. I, I can't imagine her ass, especially how thin she was getting. No way she fucking could swim that long. Maybe she's on some fucking baby killing adrenaline. You don't know. That's true. Maybe she's pumping that shit in her fucking veins. She's like Michael Phelps in it out there. No fuck <laughs> that bitch. So. Apollo tells Patrice what's going on. He goes to Patrice's house. Dana answers the door. She doesn't really want to look at him. And he's like, I'm glad you called my mom. Like, I know you're trying to help. <laughs> She's all like, mm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so then they're like, cool, whatever. So they go into Patrice's back cave, <laughs> which is just like basically a control center. It's just like got a bunch of monitors and a big ass fucking um, computer and shit. He like has her, Emma's old um what's it called string that she made wishes on and she's like in his wallet yeah dana's like why do you have that and he goes well i tied it on and i made a wish and she's like i don't want to know what you wish for he's like no you don't (laughs) and she's like okay (laughs) so so then um patrice is like so did this guy have any proof that she was alive and he's like he sent me a video but my phone can't play it he's like, I, it's in Flash, I guess. So just like send it to me and we'll watch it on here. And he goes, well, I really did look into him before we went to go sell him this book. And I found out who he is. 
he was like an air force programming specialist and then he worked at the medical university of south carolina and then he worked on like as an app developer for a financial services company and um he's just like well how are we going to get there he says he's going to get a boat for tomorrow night and dana's like well why is he helping you like what's it matter to him Mm -hmm. and thank you dana yeah it's a reason (laughs) and apollo was like well that's why i wanted to come to patrice before i went she's like maybe he's sympathetic but he could be out of his mind he's like he's also probably planning to shoot me and dump my body in the water i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and he's like if she's alive i want to find her and dana's like and you'll bring her to the police (laughs) and apollo's Mm -hmm. like no that's not not. what i'll do yeah (laughs) Patrice is like this looks like fucking camera footage from off the street like CCTV shit and he kick- he clicks play expands the box and the same screen played on all three monitors and they all crowded close to each other and watched and that's where we ended our section now that I'm thinking about it too what if this little island is like Cal's safe space for all the women that he tells to like murder their non-baby children or whatever and he's gonna take him there because he's trying to like find out and put them like put them on to like what the fuck they're doing yeah because he was like telling her telling people she's gonna kill her baby and like if you don't fucking do something her baby's gonna die or whatever and he's like oh no i can't have that shit happening yeah who knows i mean it could really go in any direction it honestly could i don't think he's gonna hurt emma i think he's gonna find out some more shit that's gonna change the story a little bit about like why she did what she did yeah i wonder if the real baby is there could you imagine what if this guy's his dad no no no. nah okay but that brings me back do you think his dad like know like drowned or something because he had that nightmare of him having blue skin with the white fog yeah i was listening to our last episode and there was something that was said about like something about water something something that made me think that like yeah what if his dad had drowned yeah that's what i was thinking because like the shower thing with the steam and and then the fog and then apollo feeling like like when he was in and out of unconsciousness, everything has to do with water. And his dad, like at one point, I think opened his mouth to talk to him in a nightmare, but like water was coming out or something. Yeah, or fog, like steam yeah. or fog or I wonder something. Wonder if he like killed himself in the in the water. Well, what is it? What if this has to do with the water surrounding the island that he's oh going my. to? Jesus Christ! So many possibilities. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, wait. What was your theory? You were like, I'll tell you at the end. Well, what was the question? Oh Lord, um, I don't remember. Something about the changeling back. thing, and you're like, it's not a theory; it's fact. I don't remember what it was. Bitch, that's why you should have just said it. <laughs> I'll go back and I'll tell you next episode. <laughs> you're gonna think about it. <laughs> so read through, because this is gonna get us to like this part right here, the kinder, like yeah. where the next Shit. big section is. So. Read through chapter 77. God damn, I'm gonna write this down. The chapters are like a page or two pages long. They're honestly like a page long. So yeah, just read through chapter 77. Read through chapter 77. Okay. Because we're already on chapter 49, and the, like I said, the chapters are only like a page long. Yeah, they're so short. 
It seems like a lot, but it's not. So you'll end right before you get to the next section, which is kindergarten. Ooh, and then that's the last little part. I'm excited. This book's pretty fucking good. I know. It it started off real fucking slow, and then it got real fucking crazy. So I'm excited. Gang, 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 gang. All righty, guys. We'll follow us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. At Book Friends Pod. Don't ask me what Twitter is. I don't know. It's on there. And... We might not even have a Twitter anymore after this whole fucking <laughs> subscription. Oh, Elon, we're Musk not verified. Oh, <laughs> I don't care, bitch. We don't. We don't fucks with if it. Stephen King's not going to be on Twitter. I'm not going to be on Twitter. Oh my god. Yeah, he came out like with all this shit of like he was like <laughs> there was this thread where he was like. I if I have to pay twenty dollars a month to fucking have a little blue check box, like I'm not gonna be here for it. And some dumbass was like, "Oh, some yeah, some guy was like, oh, well, you have enough money to do it." And he goes, "It's the principle of it. Like I shouldn't have to." And some guy was like, "Having that little blue check box means everybody knows who you are. Like without it, nobody's gonna know." And he's like, "I'm Stephen King. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, established." If you don't know who I am, that's kind of on you, not on me. I shouldn't have to pay money for you to fucking know. But yeah, I think Twitter's going to go to shit for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And we're going to get some more crazy shit next week. See what the fuck is going on. Because I don't know. What do you think is going on? I think we're going to learn about the changelings. I mean, the book is called The Changelings. So, like, we have to learn at some point. I feel like the moms are going to be right. I don't know if like killing them's the right thing, but I don't know yeah. how like the witches tie in. I don't know what the text messages have to do with it. And I don't know yeah. about the dad. Like they're all, I feel like they're all loose ends. I don't know. I, I, I like your theory that William is Cal because he's able to like, del- like manipulate people's phones. Right. So that's what I was I- thinking too. I like that theory. I'm trying to see if there's any reason as to why Forest Hills, his his name, William Webster Wheeler, is WWW. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Okay, so I think he's Cal. I think he's telling these women. I think he owns the island or, like, helps them get to the island. I think he's he's more involved than we think because it's too weird of a coincidence. Yeah. But he's like, oh, after we met, I feel like I really trusted you and I wanted to look into your wife. And then like to funk, yeah. like to fake pump him about like, oh, you need to meet me here. Here's a map. I yeah. sent it to your phone. It's too weird for it to be like helpful, I think. He, he could have just called and said, hey, can you meet me here? Yeah, like, hey, I found something. But no, he had to be like weird, mysterious about it and like yeah. open shit on his phone and close it and do all that. Yeah. So that's what see. I think. But I don't know. Everything else is still like a big question mark to me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping we we never get all of our an- our questions answered ever. So <sighs> you're right. These authors <laughs> really need to get it together. <laughs> <sighs> okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Wow. wow.